man, what are we, what are we, what are we talking about today? Oh, what man, are we going to bring the people into today? There's a lot of things to talk about. What so do we want to bring the noise upon? Some of them potentially destructive. <laughs> <laughs> cool, man. Well, I mean, the most pressing thing, I think, is you went to Origin, and it seems like... I survived COVID in a third world country called Honduras. Survived. And Dude, what? not only did I survive, thrived. That shit? It clicks. I've always I, I had to learn that. You're new here at this cafe, but uh, <laughs> that door clicks. What happened? Well, many things happened in Honduras. Ugh. I got... You, did you get a little backlash? <laughs> I got flashback. <laughs> uh, well, Herman and Levi, who we need to bring in to kind of debrief for... For a video to go with the video that I took on the trip. Right. Uh, we brought them for the first time. They're our team leaders of the cafe. They had both been to Coffee Origin regions before. Herman went into this like Herman does. Like, he's, he's amped like I get about a place. So he's all, oh, way, way to Nongo's, like the place. Like, it's the shit. It's top of the top. And then Levi is Levi. He was, just, he was just amped on the experience. And his whole thing was like, I really don't know anything because I didn't give them an itinerary, uh, because they don't know that when you get there, Ben Hameen like has it all planned out, and you kind of like are along for the ride at that point, right? Yeah, he's your shepherd, right? So I shall not want both of them complete like life changing experience in terms of origin and trip because it's direct, it's like real direct contact relationship moments every day. So I mean, it was a great trip. We delivered. Five and a half months worth of the Best Friends Club money. And, and essentially what we did is we had a... The Best Friends Club, for all who don't know, is, is kind of a... It's loosely based on that actual old school Tom's model of the one for one. But that's not really where I came up with it when we were talking about it. it was We were trying to find a way to do some engagement during the beginning of the pandemic. And then Honduras happened to have two hurricanes back-to-back back within a week that just fucked up everything real bad. And so we were, like, talking about what can we do to help, what would be a fun way to highlight those coffees that are so special to us. We've had our best relationships there. You can go back and see old videos of that stuff. And we came up with this idea of, hey, every bag of coffee from our partners that is sold in our cafes and or on the website, we'll set aside a dollar per bag. And then for wholesale, it's rough, roughly like half of the amount. So if they buy a five pound bag, it's whatever, $2 and 50 cents. And, um, and so we got all of our wholesale partners to sign up for that as well, which is really, really rad. And so we went back and we delivered essentially overall like $2,200, uh, in this, in essentially bonuses for specific things. And so we went back and we wanted to connect with Ben Hameen instead of, Instead of just specifically like dishing extra cash, which is cool, but it can feel white saviorish. So in talking to Ben Hameen, it was like the reason their coffee costs a certain amount is because that's what the work is worth. So like we set that amount. So it wasn't it wasn't only he didn't want it to just be like, hey, we're just giving you free money. Right. Because the question someone would ask or you would think about is like, well, it's to say you're paying seven dollars for coffee and you're charging an extra dollar. Why don't you just pay eight for the coffee? Correct. And then you're just done. Right. And so there was, there was a lot of conversation around that. We had some good ones at our leadership uh, executive meeting. And then same with Ben Hameen, where it's like, you don't want to devalue the work, but you also want to show up as a partner and, and actually help. So we just wanted to make sure when we got there, like we had this money, 
we had like the list of people whose coffee we had served over the last five months. And we just wanted to check in and see where everybody was at. And so, um, man, the trip was huge. Like, we're going into Best Friends Club at this point, I guess, is what's happening, right? Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Maybe, maybe you should prompt questions because I could just kind of go, go, go. So, cool. Maybe hone me in a little bit. Right, right, right. Okay, cool. So, let's start with coffee. You buy coffee. You, you, whew, let's rewind it. Yep. See, it's so Boom. easy to go off. Okay. We've talked about the C market before, the commodities market, Correct. the oh. price at which coffee is traded globally, largely based on Brazil's production. This is the largest coffee producing company. And the C market fluctuates, you know, it goes up and down. Um, I don't know what it's at right now. What buck 45. Yeah. I don't know. It has fluctuated a lot. It wasn't a buck 25. It's probably closer to that right now. Yeah. So it goes up and down in this, in this little window right around there. So, and if, if you're not in a country, like let's say you don't have anything to do with Brazil, but you still produce coffee, you're still kind of at the whim of this huge behemoth producing country. You know, they're, they're really a huge influencer on what the sea market is. Right. So sometimes the sea market is relatively high. Things feel nice. And sometimes the bottom falls out and it's really low and you're like, fuck, I can't even, you know, the cost of production is more than what I'm going to make for it. Like yeah. I'm operating at a loss. Or, Absolutely. And, so, and for reference this year, the sea market right now is actually pretty good in general. But it's been pretty bad the last few years. Yes. Yeah. This year feels like more average. Yeah. So then you have things that are attempting to stabilize the market. So you have something like fair trade. So fair trade is basically a percentage of over mm -hmm. the C market. So fair trade is still based on the C market and then it hits a price floor. So it never drops below a certain number. I can't remember what that number is. Yeah, it's either like plus head. 60 cents or plus 80 cents right now. It depends. It, it's uh, not ben, a, I mean, briefly mentioned it, but we don't buy a lot of fair trade coffee. So yeah, it's not a huge amount of money no. and it's kind of like the best first step in the right direction. Uh -huh. It's not as awesome as the marketing around it makes it seem you know if you were in the grocery store and you're poking around at coffee and you're like oh what am i gonna buy oh fair trade i feel really good about it makes me feel good as a consumer and it's like cool yeah maybe you should feel decently good about it but yeah. it's not like you know money raining from the sky everything's gonna be okay absolutely kind of money it's not indicative necessarily of higher quality no it's indicative of a program that protects from Price is dropping too low. The prices still will drop with the C market. They just won't drop below a certain amount of a percentage above it. And that's good. That is a good step. There are multiple programs out there that are not specifically fair trade that a bunch of importing companies do the same thing. Like, hey, if this coffee's... Exactly. Including something that Charles would like to talk about another time, a program that we'd like to do. But it is sort of in reference to the similar idea of we're going to offer you a consistent rate. You can graduate when your coffee scores higher, which is ultimately the goal. A lot of these farmers, at least in Honduras, their goal and Ben Hamin's goal with them is that their quality goes up to where they can sell specialty. And that's great. But what happens to a lot of them is if they don't fall into one of those programs that he has set up or that somebody has set up, their coffee goes to C market. Right. And that's pretty low and it barely covers expenses on the year. It yeah. does not incentivize them to put quality out to pick the highest quality of coffee, which is important, picking right coffee. And it doesn't incentivize them to necessarily take a lot of care of their farms. And you just don't have that much power with it because you're at the whim of this market that you don't have any influence on. Yeah. It would be like if everybody woke up tomorrow and decided that, you know what? 
that latte right there, it's only worth 45 cents. Look at how creamy this drink like, is I'm drinking, like, by the way. <laughs> There's a lot this of heavy is, cream in this there. This is heavy cream and coffee, by the way. Just, But it is funny. I'm like, yeah, dude, I'm a hella coffee guy. This is the creamiest drink I drank in a while. I had a short coffee with steamed heavy cream oh. this morning at Starbucks. Dark roast. It's basically what I'm doing right now. Because I got up early, yeah. and especially coffee shops aren't open before 7 anymore. They're all closed. Hopefully Although, not for long. We're I was, on our way back. I was pretty down with that, though. I mean, it feels... it's a You get heavy cream and something like this, it's oh, nice. it's so fucking It's simple. Good? Yeah. And for all you haters out there wondering why I didn't say Olay, because if you ask for an Olay, they give you a lot more steams it's like, than I want. Yeah. You know, I just want coffee, a little steamed milk, but I want it to be well, warm. Well, I mean, if it's heavy cream, if you had more you know than I mean? this much heavy cream, I mean, that's... You say Olay, though, in anything, they're like, oh, they're giving yeah. you like They're giving ounces. like a 50-50. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm like, fuck, dude, like, I don't want that. This is great. Get out of here. Undercutting their own margins. They don't even know it. No, they don't know. Worst flavor, bad margins. Enjoy. Mm. <laughs> it's good. So all the all these companies are putting in. Okay, sorry. Back to what I was saying. Yeah, it's a, if everybody woke up this morning and decided like, oh, cool, I'm only gonna pay forty five cents for a latte, or I'm only gonna pay a dollar for a latte. Right. And everybody that was just across they the agreed. board. Yeah. And then we'd be sitting at our coffee shop with our rent structure and everything, being like, well, that just doesn't really work. Yeah. Um, Might as well that close sucks. this business. We're gonna have to do something else. I don't know what that is. Super um, real. Yeah. We're gonna make tacos out of this place or something. I mean, and it's. Honestly, pretty shitty for some of them. Um, it's not uncommon for, in fact, like Damien's daughter is in Spain, Marjorie. She's working in Spain and sending money home to the family to help with more things. And he left his family for five years to work in the United States illegally and brought home all the money to live to like. And he has one of the nicest houses on the like in El Cedral because of five years being away from your family, which is a pretty shitty sacrifice. It's a long time. They also have to, I mean, he works construction on the side currently, and he does well. We buy all of his coffee. By doing well, though, still have to work construction, so he's not doing that well. Can you America imagine wise. that? Like, yeah. Wilson's works for the Forest Service as well as his farm. Being in your zone where you just have to go, you leave everybody you know for five years. No, it'd be very sad. I was pretty, we were yeah. It, wake it up, makes me very sad. Wake up every day somewhere else that. in a country that you don't even know. Wishing you could see your family and wife. Doing what people, most people would consider a pretty crappy job. 60 months of that's, doing that is a, a long time. A your whole world back home changes. Um, yeah, can you... It's man, pretty heavy. Imagine? I honestly don't like thinking about it. It makes me really sad. Well, if you had a two-year-old kid, I mean, I have a, yeah. and you came back home, and then your kid's seven, and then you're just, oh, I've missed so much of this part yeah. of their life. Absolutely. And then what is your life is completely in service, like no joy to yourself at all. No. I mean, yeah. And that's something that we're really privileged to not even have to worry about for the most think part. about it. And coffee no. is cheap as fuck. Yeah, dude, it's gnarly. So, I mean... Hence the reason for all this hence stuff. Hence the reason and for the Best Friends Club. So People are trying to do all these different things. So some of the other... If you go in the grocery store back into that thing, you know, you might see Direct Trade or um, different people brand, like you said, their own version totally. of Direct Trade. like the shade grown. And they, and all, the- they all mean different things and they all... Which is the problem with them is you don't know exactly what they are. They're not certified by a third party. So you don't really know what's happening with the money. No. You're just kind of taking it on faith and the character of the company. And Best Friends Club is ours. And just like any of those, we don't have any third party certification no. to it. You can go well, watch we, a video kind of, of Jared. 
We we can, we have the video. With we ben kinda, Hameen. Ben Hameen is actually like because he has record of it, and so does Charles. So even though it's not published yet, I did give like I logged a record for Charles in Excel of where the money went and what it's going towards, and I logged it with Ben Hameen. The real third party would probably check the specific farmers to see how they use the money, but at that point, I'm in a partnership well, and a in a level of trust that I'm like. I trust you to do what's best with this. Here's yeah. what we'd like you to use it for. I mean, the real third party would probably check Ben Hameen. It'd be Ben Hameen, right? he's the person who would... He oh, would yeah. never do this, but no. in this situation, right. he is the person who would be the most leveraged to be, ooh, I got this money. I can do whatever right. I want with it. And yeah. He would never, ever. He would never. So he actually never held the money. Oh, great. No, I handed the money directly. So how do but we figure out where the money goes? Always. So so that was... So, okay, this is the... Yeah, so this was interesting. It's like... In the inception of it, it was going to be a dollar specifically for a dollar. But we get there, and post two hurricanes, you know, first farm we visit and first person we visit is Wilson Morales. Shout out, great person. Uh, Finca Aurora, he's got great farm right next to Ben Hamini, who's got a few farms up in the mountain. And, and in talking to him, we told him about the Best Friends Club. He's finally started on his little house that he's going to build up oh, there. Good. He's had good years. But he's going to outgrow us. So he has more coffee than we did, do, or than we're going to need, unless we get a lot bigger. So anyways, if you need some wholesale, it'd be cool to sell more coffee. But in the meantime, I was like, I want to show, and this is not actually why we didn't give him money, but I'm still going to talk about it, is I wanted to show him that partnership meant something to me. And so I had to, for one, tell him, hey, you're going to outgrow us, and we're not going to be able to buy all your coffee, which there was a brief moment when we first said that. I could see the panic on his face. And that was hard, but I also had pre-gamed with three other coffee companies. Hey, there's going to be this coffee, and I, I roasted samples and sent them to them. Would you be interested in getting in in Honduras on this mountain? This is the person. This is the coffee. There's going to be between, and all of them said five bags. They're like, yeah, probably around five bags. And I thought there would maybe be up to, like, up to 20 bags available. Turns out there's like 28 potentially. Uh, available and and one of them purchased 20 bags which is super sick took care of all of it in one fell swoop it's the aloha bros so shout out Kauai, can't wait uh i got to tell him that though essentially so i get there and he's like i don't actually need anything we're doing okay i have my my main job pays for everything the farm's taken care of i can pay everybody so i'm good to go and in that moment i was like okay cool I feel like what we did is liaison for both Ben Hameen and Wilson that they don't have to worry all of his coffee's sold. And it's sold, at least for this year, probably for here on out, just because I think these other two, three companies are going to love the coffee. And, and they also want in there. The Cat and Cloud podcast is sponsored by Steeped Coffee. Steeped Coffee is a new brewing method that combines specialty craft coffee into a single serving bag. You don't need a machine. You don't have to make a mess no matter where you are. All you have to do is add hot water. Each steep pack is individually sealed in nitrogen flush so it stays fresh and it's got this special immersion filter. And the filter is ultrasonic sealed which means it's sealed together with no glue, no staples, so there's no weird stuff floating around in your coffee. Steeped is a benefit B Corp. They ethically source all their coffee. Their packaging is fully compostable, and they believe that business should be done without compromise. You can get your hands on Steeped Coffee at steepedcoffee.com. That's 
S-T-E-E-P-E-D-Coffee.com, asking your local retail stores to start carrying Steeped or having your favorite roaster reach out and get in touch. If you happen to be in Santa Cruz, come on by any of the Cat and Cloud locations. We have it there for you. Basically, they're just doing their best to change the coffee industry and make your life more convenient with their pre-portioned, pre-ground innovation. So tell all your friends. They went to Damien's house. And Damien's got this new farm that he planted two years ago called uh, Finca Quetzal. So Damien's, he like, you're on this mountain. He's got a little place, Finca Platano, which you've been to. Then Finca Orcadia, which is right behind his brother's place, Lionel, who we're going to buy some of his coffee. And we're going to do a Chavez Brothers release. Dude, represent. hit I'm him with psyched. the job. Yeah, dude. Four bags of his shit. But uh, he's got a new farm. And he doesn't own the land of that farm. Who owns it? Uh, his cousin, and he can use it as long as it all works indefinitely. He'd like to buy it, but he can't afford it yet. And we're, I was like, but, so we're doing that. And then we're in his house talking about everything. He's like, okay, his coffee did. He's like, we're going to cup your coffee tomorrow. I really hope it tastes good. Uh, he's like, I did, I did my Pacas anaerobic style and I did this. I want to build more beds because I have this new coffee that's going to start producing this Bourbon next year. And it's in a really special place. And I want to do anaerobic coffee, but I can't keep it cool very easily. So I want to build a shed. And we do everything by my family. And my wife needs gallbladder surgery. And that's going to cost 1200 bucks. And I don't know how I'm going to do it all. She's the one who's up with me every morning, every night. Like, she's my picker. Like, it's me, my son, my daughter, and my aunt or uh, brother and his family. Like, we go do it. And I hire them out. I don't know how I'm going to do all this stuff. And I don't want her to get worse because she's like the other part of this operation. And so he's our first real like deep connection there. You're going to go back to see Chris and I bought a deep pulper for him a long time ago. And in that moment, like Ben Hameen on the side, we were on our way back down because we we're going to see him the next day. And Ben Hameen's like, I mean, if it was me, I'd pay for his wife's surgery. Just I, I like out of the 2,200, I'd probably take 1,200 to just pay for the surgery straight up. And Levi and Herman are like, yeah, I mean, that feels super, super right. And in my gut, I was like, yeah, I mean, that feels right, too. I think what we know is that he's going to build these beds. So I'm going to give him $1,200. And I'm going to say, I'd love for this to make sure that you can build these beds and continue to move this forward. And if that means that your wife's surgery is a big part of helping that happen, and it offsets it in such a way where you can take the money that you're going to spend on her life to make these beds, that's how it should happen. I'd love for that to be the case. And it was one of those, like, everybody in agreement before so say I, and we all kind of went for it. And so that was that. Um, and that was a big moment. I mean, so we, we didn't give him that money till the next day. And I happened to leave my, <laughs> I left the camera, because we, we do this really, you know, these dinners, right? They do the dinner, and we spend all day. It's a really amazing day. But I set my bag on a bag of, or my camera, vlog camera on the bag of parchment, and we leave and Ben Hameen had people going up to grab it and Damien really wanted to hang out more. So he brought it and he like sat in while he cupped his coffee. And I was so nervous that his coffee wasn't going to score well. And it scored super good, thankfully. But he sat in and just like waiting for feedback, waiting for like how it works, did it, so on and so forth. And at the end, I gave him the money and we were, you know, we talked about it. And I mean, Levi was like crying. It was like a pretty cool moment. And 
you're pretty machismo. Like the guys down there are not allowed to cry is what it feels like. Like they all were like on the verge, but like holding it together. And, uh, so, I mean, that was, that was, that was his moment. He was really grateful. And he's just like, we are in this to get, you know, you know how it is. Like when it's real, it's real, right? Yeah. It's a- you can't, you can't, I, there's no way I'll be able to paint a picture that's meaningful enough for as being there. I mean, it feels good to give, but it feels good to give in a way where you can see like a weight kind of release off of somebody's shoulders. And that happened in all three instances, essentially. So huge deal for him. Like he was already on the phone, like looking up, like calling the doctors to make sure whole thing he just calls the like the roadside surgeon or whatever <laughs> it's like the yeah. mountain surgeon like, how do they even somewhere. know that they need gallbladder surgery someone just comes out and touches your stomach they're like yep it's gonna be bad yeah they took well no they took her to somebody because they do have in pena they have places but in this the municipality of las vegas which we only you and i passed through like nobody in our crew has been to las vegas um maybe we did anyway but the mountain is so rural it's so rural, rural. Like, so there's a couple rural. places they could do it essentially and Ben Hameen helped him find somebody, all that to say. And so that was that. His coffee tasted great, thankfully. And we buy all of Damien's coffee. So that was like a two for two. I was like, okay, Wilson's taken care of. Damien's taken care of. And then we go to Pedro Garcia and Angel next. And they're both like, their farms are here and here, essentially, on this mountain. And right in between is where a huge landslide went. And Angel had just moved, but Pedro's whole home was wiped out. And so... He only sells us one bag of coffee a year, roughly one to two. And he had committed last year to plant some special coffees for us that he couldn't do. And he felt he was like immediately feeling bad. And this dude is the most clean and meticulous guy. The last the coffees that he planted, he planted a bunch of Parinema. He he hand processed them. He'd squeeze the seed out of each all of cherry. It. Every single thing. He squeezed what them the all. Fuck? He cleaned them all himself. So wait, we buy a bag. How, how big is his So, well, production? he's going to have more. So his production in total. So he sells two bags to, to Caravella in Australia. Yeah. And then one to two bags to us. That's really sparkly Parinema. And he planted a bunch more. Parinema, by the way, is a variety. It's the only re- variety that's resistant to all the diseases in and it's making really great flavored coffees. He planted a bunch more, essentially. And then we gave him 750 geisha seeds. And he's excited, but he's sitting there and he's like, I'm so down to do all this for you. And I'm so excited about it. They've been trying to buy his land because it's worth money and he hasn't given it up. So they've been, they've been knocking on his door to like buy him out while he needs the money. And he's like, no, I just believe in the projects that I have going on. And he's like, I just... I hike up all the fertilizer, which is legitimately, you can, when we talk to Levi and Herman, you'll see it's like a mile straight up, like super hot straight up, not a chill straight up, like a slipping down the hill straight up. He carries these huge bags and he carries the bags down and he picks and carries. It's pretty fucking legit nightmare of a job. And he has the hardest one and he does it. And he has the cleanest place on all levels, like the best looking farm with the exception of kind of Damien and wilson who are like way more well off compared to everybody like we saw a bunch of other farms yeah. like clean no trash no nothing and um he was just like i don't know how i'm gonna do it so we were talking same thing like no home he did get a go he's in the gofundme so we did a gofundme earlier on and by we i mean ben hameen and we helped support it and we sent you know push the push the sent out the bat signal to the world 
and they they raise like a hundred and some thousand dollars, which is enough to buy some land and to make ninety some odd houses. So when they're done, he's going to get one of those. So that felt like we had helped, but gave him six hundred to go. He essentially needs to fertilize. He needs to hire more pickers, and he needs to clean like a motherfucker. And then he also lost his home, so his life is in shambles, and his daughter can't. His daughter's is one person going to university, which is crazy. He's put his whole life into his daughter going to university to go to neuroscience. She's doing well because all the shit she's had to like. She's only taking like two classes. Where right does now. she go to school? It's online, but she has to go to San Pedro Sula. So she's back and forth. What else does he do if he produces four bags of coffee a he year? To, he's a picker. He's a picker. He's a picker. So, so that's how Ben Hameen met him. He's a picker for other people, and now he produces. Yeah. Yeah, and he still has to pick to make ends meet. And so that was what was funny. I gave him that money, and same thing, right? He's like, oh. And it feels like intense, and he's like, when you come, it like I get hope again. And he's all, and he just talked deep one. Herman was trying to translate, and that was when Herman was like trying to be tough and like hold it together. It was gnarly. He's just, I was dark, couldn't get out of the darkness and the depression. I didn't think you guys were coming, and then I found out you were coming, and I just felt like there was something to look forward to and i'm like fuck that's a lot that's awesome and it also is like a very heavy thing because he's at that point specifically talking to me because i've been there four years now fuck that is been there four times this is number four we're all gonna die soon (laughs) year four right you and i chuck or jen swen and i chuck grace and i Oh, I forgot about the gin swin. Yeah, that was, that was a great year. Anyway, so Benham, and so we were like, what is he going to do with that? And Benham, he's like, yeah, it's funny. Basically, he'll hold on to it, and he's going to call me in like three days and be like, Ben, I mean, I don't have a fucking bank account. How do I translate, change out this money? And then I'll buy it from him, <laughs> is what he'll do. Uh, and so there was that, and, and at, it was, felt really cool. We're hiking up the mountain, and Angel's been waiting for us like all day. So he's like on the other side of the mountain. He's all, hey! And he comes like hiking all the way across and like does the farm tour over on our side and do the farm tour on his side. And it's a similar thing. He needs to hire like 10 people to clean his farm. He needs to transport like 1,200 plants that are the landslide like drops off from his farm. And like he lost some plants, but he's going to have to, more is coming basically. It's going to keep falling in these areas. So he needs to transport all these plants to the other side. Like I got to hire like 10 people for 10 days work to clean, to move these plants. And I have 2,400 more plants to plant and I need to, you know, fertilize them. So we dropped him the other 400 bucks to seal the deal. And it was the same thing. He's like, I don't know how, like I send one kid to school for one year. They take a year off. Then the next kid goes to school for a year. They take a year off. Like just gnarly. So, it was we we talked about it a lot before we gave the money essentially and and it felt when i was done i was like i'm glad we're only doing a half a year because i do think everybody who's in this program deserves something but for only being a half a year i felt like we did the right thing for the time because those two had been hurricane problemed and there are newest partners damien and wilson were like the ogs who have been with us since day one and anyway, that's, that's the general gist of the best friends club. And I, and we have more to do, you know, it, I'm excited to help, man. I have big dreams for that area and help in so many different weird little ass ways.
solar power, shit like that. Speaking Spanish. Hey, I'm on Duolingo, bro. I'm getting good. No, dude, they you sent me a error, text in Spanish earlier. Two of them in a row. <laughs> I think the second one was wrong, but the first one was right. The second one was, uh, you were kind of asked a question. It was I like think. broken Spanish. Yeah. 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 I'm working on it. You it's know? good. No. I'm, I took my first you know, I was Duolingo excited. Test. I saw the text. I was like, oh, okay, cool. Tight. Yeah. Here we go. Practice. I got Practice. Jorge. So we got motherfuckers moving out of Honduras for five years to work and send money back to their family. We got people... Hiking up for a mile at a time to carry fertilizer, squeezing the seed out of one coffee cherry at a time to make, you know, 500 pounds of coffee. And Angel's then- a truck driver. I forgot to tell you that, too. So Angel took the day off to see us. Took the day off from and truck Angel driving. And Angel works for mass driving it Ben is. Hameen's girlfriend's uncle. And Ben Hameen has, had to literally take pictures of Angel to show him that he was actually doing what Angel said because... And he'll had like a 24-hour drive to do the next day to go yeah. deliver products, uh, like organic shit to a farm, a coffee farm somewhere else. I just feel pretty bad right now for all the techie millennials that can't figure out their why, you know what I mean? <laughs> or hard life. No, dude, you guys have it so tough to just it's have like to my be job online all day. It's just not speaking to my soul right now. I don't know what to do. I'm just really bored at work. No. I'm like kind of checked out. Uh, yeah, make you don't clean have to provide eighty-five for grand a year. <laughs> Isn't that crazy, man? You know that uh, there was a leak in the plumbing in my my micro loft, and I just had to call my landlord, and it's just not acceptable, you know. Totally, I don't deserve. I this. pay good money to be on the top floor, and I need this fixed <laughs> right now. I pay good money that my parents gave me to be on the top floor. <laughs> I have this car. I didn't pay for it, but I have it, and you know, it gets me where I need to go. But if it breaks, goddamn it, you better fix it right now. I, I better mean, be able to pick it up at two. My you better give me fault. a free loaner, and it better be a G wagon like the one I traded in. Okay. Thanks for listening, y'all. This podcast is an extension of our mission to inspire connection by creating memorable experiences. If you want to get more acquainted with what we do, you can go on over to catandcloud.com. There you'll find a little bit of everything. If you want coffee, we got coffee there. If you want to be directed to some other magic media, basically it's your hub for all things cat and cloud. If you want to dive in on a deeper level, we do have a Patreon. It's $5 a month, about the price of a latte each month. You get a peek behind the scenes of what we do here, unpacking some of the ideas that we talk about during this podcast, rants and raves, Q&As, Jared and I just talking shit together. Biased opinion, yes, but I think it's a lot of fun. So thanks for listening. Go out and inspire someone to do something amazing. Bye.